Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The MRI has happened. Obviously with someone as important as Patrick Mahomes, you want to get it done as soon as you can. That the MRI confirmed that Patrick Mahomes did in fact have a dislocated kneecap. But there was not much additional damage to Patrick Mahomes. The plan as of late last night was for him to miss at least three weeks. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or even IDP, we got you covered all season long. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. This is episode 25. Once again, I'm John June. Got my guy, Greg Penniman. Greg, what's going on, man? What's going on? It was a a tough, very tough stretch. You know, I'm a resident Yankee fan as well as resident Giants fan. Uh, resident Pat Mahomes owner, so it's been it's been a rough uh, couple of days for me, but uh, it, it's going. I'm looking forward to this week, week seven. Let's do this. Sounds like a roller coaster of emotions there for you, my brother. But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, we'll, we weather the storm here at Fantasy Football Diagnostics. But as you mentioned, Pat Mahomes was injured um, in the, in the thirty to six Kansas City Chiefs win over the Denver Broncos. Um, Pat Mahomes was injured in the in the first quarter. Um, with it with a knee injury, uh, seems like it's a, a dislocated uh, kneecap. Uh, there were f- initially fears that he would he would potentially miss the season as it would be a serious injury, but news has come out that best case scenario is that they're looking at three weeks right now, and um, obviously worst case scenario is is, is slightly worse than that. So um, we'll get more news and stuff obviously as as the weeks go on, but. As you alluded to, Greg, you you are the resident Pat Mahomes owner. So I guess what advice do you have for other Pat Mahomes owners that experience this uh this tragic loss? Yeah, on be- Thursday. Definitely. Uh, best case scenario, the three weeks you said. I think that worst case, they do have four games and then they're on the bye. So I could see, you know, if they're rolling, they might you know hold Pat Mahomes out uh, through the bye. Um, but other than that, it's it's good news uh, overall from what you've seen, uh, especially with the ankle and then the kneecap. Uh, you saw it pop back in, which is wild. Um, so, at the minute it happened, I uh, went and added Matt Stafford. Uh, so, just as a contingency plan, he's got a good matchup against the Giants next week. Um, but, yeah, you, you alluded to it. I think Sam Darnold and Matt Stafford, uh, Sam Darnold especially with the, the schedule he's got coming up, uh, he's a good player to add and uh, for your contingency plan to ride you through. Yeah, um I, yeah, I said it before. I think to me, Sam Donald would be the guy that I would be targeting um, because the schedule opens up nicely. He's available right now. Um, you know, they 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 play New England, so nobody really wants to is picking him up to start him. Uh, and if you're the Pat Mahomes owner, you know you already lost him. Mm-hmm. But how would you? Uh, I guess how would you approach your matchup? You know, if you're the Pat Mahomes owner, like are you gonna are you gonna approach your your lineup any differently? Um. I expect that you probably had a lot of projected points from Mahomes, so you're probably in in the hole already. Uh, he only scored nine points in our league, and that's a, a very quarterback-friendly league, so I'm sure he didn't put up much points in other leagues. Um, seven, I think 7.42 yeah, was, was about what he, what he got. That puts you in a huge hole already. 
Um, if you if you have the roster spots, maybe you, you might want to go for some dart plays this week, uh, some boom in your lineup more than uh, usually. Um, but honestly, if you know if you're if you're a good team, you, you probably are uh, in a good position with as a Pat Mahomes owner. Um, it probably you know might have to take the the L this week if you, if you can't have anyone to really drop on your roster. Yeah, I think like um, you know obviously you have to manage your team. Um, but you also want to get as many wins as you can, um, so you don't want to you don't want to do anything drastic where you, you know you end up dropping a, a good player. But where this stands for me is that if I've got somebody who I value, I you know I value pretty close um, in terms of what I think their production will be. But you know I got somebody who's a little bit safer. You know I'll go with the guy who's got more potential uh, boom. You know like uh, I guess a perfect. <clears throat> you know, a uh, thing for that or scenario would be like, would you rather start, um, you know, Brandon Cooks or like... Um, John Brown, maybe? John Brown. Oh, John, I guess they have the same kind of upside, but like Brandon Cooks or... or uh, Who's somebody here? Or a... Or Robert Woods, right? Like they've both been... Like if you have them both, right? They've right. both been kind of kind of um uh you know underproductive right but Brandon Cooks obviously has that that boom upside where he could have a big touchdown day mm-hmm. um and he hasn't had one of those yet so uh in a matchup against Atlanta um but it's just it's just a thought process to take you know obviously you know not every roster is built this way um but it's just try to hit as many home runs in your lineup so you could you know try to make up ground on your opponent but obviously don't do so like by by hindering your roster for the rest of the season. Yeah, if you're gonna go, you can go go get Adam Lazard. He's in a good spot. Maybe this week to to get a touchdown because you know uh, Packers receivers are banged up. Maybe move like that to get some boom in your play. Mm-hmm. Or like yeah. a Darius Slayton against Arizona this yep. weekend. That that would be another uh, potential boom play. Yeah. Um. But just just little things like that. That's just you know game theory kind of stuff. Um. But how does this impact the the Chiefs pieces though? Uh, yeah, heavily. It's definitely huge. Tyreek Hill still was able to have his, his – I think he doesn't suffer as much because uh, one play makes his day. Um, as you saw, he, he wasn't involved entirely in that whole first half or the, I think <laughs> into the third quarter. And then, like, he just made a boom, big 40-yard play, uh, got made his day right there. So I think he sh- wouldn't be affected as much. Um, but the other receivers, I think, are going to be impacted negatively. I think they lean on this run game more. I think they lean on their playmakers. Um, so Tyreek Hill, uh, Shady McCoy, Damian Williams, stuff, guys like that. Yeah, I think we I think we missed one there. Travis Kelsey. Oh yeah, um, Travis Kelsey. Be, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I think I think this pass game gets really concentrated between Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. Yep. Um, I think the I think we are going to see a lot of Shady McCoy. Um, it seems like Damian Williams has been delegated to the backup. I, I don't know. Daryl Williams seems to have overtaken him as a, even the third down pass catching back. So, um, and Shady's taking all the rundown work. Shady had 12 carries for 64 yards. Yeah, he's running very on, well. Yeah, he's running really well. Um, you know, I think Damien Williams had um, seven carries for six yards or something like that. So, he, you know, obviously didn't have much success there. Um but I, as you said, I think they lean on this run game more um, and definitely lean on their playmakers. And I think Andy Reid, you know, the same way we saw Sean Payton, 
um, with the Saints. They lost Drew Brees, and, and you know, this, this past game, uh, or this Saints offense is, uh, you know, re- revolving around guys like Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara. I think that's the same thing that we'll see here. So, um, you know, if you're a Travis Kelsey owner, Tyreek Hill owner, hold tight, I, w- I wouldn't be mad. And plus, Matt Moore, I think you could do a lot worse than Matt yeah, Moore at your backup sure. quarterback. Um, especially with a guy like Andy Reid, I trust him, um, you know, to, to put Matt Moore, to put Matt Moore in good situations. So if, you know, you're in a two quarterback league, um, you know, Matt, Matt Moore might even be flex or not flex worthy. He might even be stream worthy at, at some points down the season. So yeah, I agree with that. <clears throat> All right, let's move forward. Let's get to these matchups. Let's go. Um, Oh wait, but I mean, what do you think about this Kansas city defense? Was this, was this a legit performance? Is this something that we'll expect to see going forward? Um, no, I think it was a good matchup. Is why I picked them up. Um, didn't have the you know results to like start them, but you know I think they were, <laughs> <laughs> I think the Chiefs that had a good matchup here against Flacco. Um, I don't think that there'll be a dominant defense like they were last night. Um, but you know they they are better than last year. It was their defense was like one of the worst last year. They they are improving. Steve Pax Spagnola, one of the best D coordinators in the league, uh, is fixing this defense one week at a time. So. There'll be a serviceable defensive start, I think. Okay, and then um, you know, we should just touch on this this Denver side too. So, um, Cortland Sutton, man. Yeah, man. He's 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 balling. He's doing what he has to he's do. He's balling. Yeah, he's doing do, every every week now, man. Yeah, he's an every week wide receiver too. I think with some, uh, wide, I think he's giving you a great floor. Um, and uh, yeah, I think he's locked in as a wide receiver too, strong one. Yeah, and then um. What about this Denver run game? You know, Royce Freeman got the touchdown early. Um, you know, we saw a lot of him, but, you know, Philip Lindsay, a uh, disappointing day for fantasy owners on this one. Yeah, uh, What do we make of this situation? Yeah, it was a, a disappointing day for a lot of the playmakers. Royce got that touchdown early, but that was really the only offense they had. Um, I think um, they should you should be fine with Lindsay going forward. I just think, you know, this is a Chiefs-dominant game overall. Uh, yeah, I think you should be fine, though. Yeah, um, Noah Fant, uh, who I've been trying to, you know, push as a stream. He he, you know, had a really bad game in this one. Uh, dropped two really, you know, put like long long passes. Well, one of them could have potentially been a touchdown because he was that open. Um, you know, and I'm not gonna put entire blame on him because Joe Flacco isn't great either, but. Um, yeah, it just wasn't a good showing by Noah Fant, so probably have to put him off to the to the side for now. Um, but yeah, I think that's I think that's it. So okay, so let's cover let's cover the rest of these these games that we have going on this weekend. So Sunday one o'clock, we've got the Arizona Cardinals traveling to MetLife yeah. to take on the New York Giants. The Cardinals are two three and one. The Giants two and four in this one. This is a fifty point five over under. Giants are three point favorites. Greg, what do you got? Danny Dimes, I got the Giants in this game. Uh, I think the it's going to be a super close game, so I think the Cardinals, you know, cover that spread. I think it's a two one point game, um, and I'm, I'm going to take the over in this game. You know, two uh, struggling defensive, high high pace game. Uh, all the playmakers for the Giants are back. Saquon's back. Evan Ingram's back. Uh, Golden Tate's going to be there. Sterling Shepard, I don't think he's going to be able to play. Um, they they want to be very careful with him. Uh, they don't want to get him another concussion in his young career. But I expect a big game from both these quarterbacks, uh, Danny Dimes and Kyler Murray. And, uh, yeah, uh, David Johnson is also a game-time decision. Uh, if he goes, 
Uh, you know, you lock him in, start him. Um, if he doesn't, Chase Edmonds, I think, is a, a great RB1 play. Uh, even he think he has some standalone value at this point, uh, two straight games where he's uh, been doing well at that RB position at the backup. But, uh, yeah, I, I like this game for Danny Dimes. Oof, yeah, and I like I like this game a lot too. A lot of potential fantasy points in this one. I'm gonna take the over. I'm actually gonna take your Giants to cover the spread in this one. And I'm taking the Giants to win. This Giants defense has actually picked up the last the last couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw their performance against the Patriots on Thursday Night Football. So I think they got after uh, Kyler Murray a little bit in this one. Uh, I do expect him to still have some success. Um, we uh, just another thing to note fantasy owners uh we talked about this arizona defense being so bad for so long they do get some help patrick peterson is returning but i don't think patrick peterson is going to make all the difference in this one um the evan ingram saquon barkley returning this is huge for the new york giants like you said so you know danny dimes getting his weapons back um i'm excited for this one so yeah that I i like it a lot what about christian kirk do you expect him to play in this one uh, so he didn't play last week. He was probably gonna be a game time decision again. I I think he gives it a go. Um, he he's in a he's in a good spot. Larry Fitz is in a good spot as well. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think he's a, a flex option. I probably wouldn't go ahead and put uh start him unnecessarily though. But what about Larry Fitz though? Because um, you know, fantasy owners have might be a little bit disappointed. I mean, he's currently wide receiver eighteen. But he had a wide receiver 11. He finishes wide receiver 11 in week one. But since then, he hasn't finished higher than a top 25 wide receiver. Um, so, you know, is are we are we looking for, um, you know, should we do we have the confidence to start him every week, even though this production is not quite there? I think he's a very he's a very safe wide receiver, uh, too. I think, you know, um, he got eight targets last game. So that's still a good mm-hmm. number. You'd like to see that eight targets the game before. Uh, so, you know, I think you got to be confident about that target number and that he's going to be involved. So, I agree with that, too, yeah. because the, the volume is there. The, the Cardinals throw it at one of the highest rates, and he's he's in the slot being one of the highest targeted receivers on this team. So yeah. I do agree with that. It's just unfortunate, though, that the, the upside's not there, right? Um, especially because the Cardinals play in so many high over-unders. Um, I mean, but the thing is where you drafted him, you weren't anticipating that he'd be a wide receiver one anyway, but it'd be nice to see. Um, some a little bit more production, especially in the touchdown department. Yeah, like that's we where alluded it's to, really the difference for him. Yeah, getting in yeah. the zone. Yeah, but like we alluded to last time, Kyler Murray's got some t- positive touchdown regression coming, mm-hmm. and that means Larry Fitzgerald should have some coming his way too. So, all right. Um, anything else on this game? Uh, nah. Let's go Giants, yo. All right, let's do it. So, uh, next game Sunday, one o'clock. We got the Houston Texans four and two traveling to Indianapolis to take on the three and two Indianapolis Colts. This is a forty-seven point over under, and the Indianapolis Colts are one point favorites. So, Greg, what do you got? This is gonna be a super close game. Uh, this is like one, uh, probably one of the sneaky good games of, of the weekend. Uh, I think I got the Texans. Um, though it's basically a pick them. Um, got the Texans against the spread. Um, and I have the under in this game, AFC South game. That's uh, really my reasoning for that under. I think it's a field goal game. Uh, I think you're, you're starting your, your usuals on both sides. Um, you know, one of the, the games of the week, as I said before, I expect a, a good performance from T.Y. I like him a lot this week. He's in a good matchup against the bottom 10 team uh, against wide receivers in the Texans. And I also feel the same way about D-Hop. I think he gives you a wide receiver more performance this week as well. Uh, against Indy last year, he he dominated. He got a touchdown in both games. 
Uh, I like the I like this game for both receivers, D Hop and T Y. Yeah, I'm gonna take the under. I'm gonna take the Colts against the spread. I'm taking the Colts to win. You said this is gonna be a close game. I totally agree with that. Vegas obviously thinks that with the one point spread here. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know the Colts have had they they're coming off the bye. They've had some time to prepare for this game. Frank Reich, he's a really good head coach. Um, I think he's gonna out outsmart uh, Bill O'Brien in this one. Um, Mm. So, okay. especially you know the, the the Texans have been hot. They're yeah, they're rolling Texans right now. Yeah, man, they're they're rolling. But you know Frank Reich, like I said, he's had two weeks to prepare for them, to come up with a plan. We saw what Matt Eberflus, the defensive coordinator for the Colts, was able to do to uh to Pat to Patrick Mahomes with with backups, the backups to the backups in the game. <laughs> they had they had linebackers playing in the secondary, um, and to do that. In a tough matchup against Patrick Mahomes on the road, um, I think that they'll be able to take care of the, uh, the the Houston Texans at home. But in from a fantasy perspective, uh, Marlon Mack, I'm excited to see him. Uh, you know, he's he was one of the highest backs or highest in terms of in, the, in terms of the amount of volume um, that he was getting per game. So um, yeah, I expect that to continue against this Houston defense that hasn't been great against the run. But like you said, these receivers, T.Y. just eats against the Texans every year, and I expect that to continue too. So, what well, Jacoby Brissett, is he uh, stream-worthy? Yeah, I, I was actually had him in consideration uh, for my stream of the week. So, yeah, I think, you know, he, he's a guy you can put out there um, as as far as not going to, you know, lose you your fantasy matchup but get you a, a good floor, um, like a, a you know, Low end tight end one performance. Quarterback one. Quarterback one. <laughs> <laughs> you said you said tight end. All right. Um, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> all right. Moving forward, we've got the Jacksonville Jaguars two and four traveling to Cincinnati to take on the zero and six Cincinnati Bengals. This is a forty three and a half point over under. The Jags are four point favorites. Greg, what do you got? Yeah, I'm taking my man Garner. I'm taking the Jags in this game. Uh, I think still, though, the Bengals, for some reason, stay, stay in this game. So I'm going to take them on a spread. I think it's a field goal game. And uh, I'm going to take the over in this game. I, I expect a game from Fournette, like a huge game from Fournette uh, against this trash uh, Bengals run defense. They've literally allowed a touchdown to all the running backs they played, uh, at least to one of those running backs they played in each matchup. So uh, I'm expecting a big game from Fournette here. Uh, I expect a big game, a bounce back week for Minshew and DJ Shark. Uh, come going against that Saints defense. Um, the Saints have been rolling as far as defensively, but I expect them to both to bounce back. And on the Bengals side, uh, I'm looking at these receiving core. Uh, you know, Auden Tate has been doing pretty well uh, in filling in for the John Ross. Had 12 targets last game. He's capable of wide receiver two performances. Uh, I, I think you know both him and Tyler Boyd. You know they expose this average pass defense of the Jags, especially now without Jalen Ramsey for sure. Yeah, so I'm going to take the under in this game. I'm going to take the Jags against the spread. I'm taking the Jags to win. Um, yeah, Gardner Minshew and this Jags offense, they had, a, they had a tough go at it last week against New Orleans. But as you said, that New Orleans defense, they've been on a roll. I think this is a bounce-back spot for them. I think there's also a nice little bounce-back spot for this Jacksonville Jaguars defense. Uh, this Cincinnati offense has been really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, Cordy Glenn... They've just dis- they've suspended their their left tackle uh, for one game. This being the game, uh, Andy Dalton's already one of the most pressured quarterbacks in the league. Uh, you take away his starting left tackle, and I think that just equals more pressure. Um, and so, I, 
I do like Arden Tate um, and obviously Tyler Boyd. But as we've seen uh, all year, uh, like with players like Jared Goff, players like Baker Mayfield, uh, their offensive line could really just disrupt everything for the re- from the receiver perspective. Yeah. Um, so that's just one thing to be mindful of. Are you starting Joe Mixon this week? I Joe Mixon, you kind of have to, right? I mean, yeah. unless you have better options, right? Um, I don't know who you would, who you would, who you would start over him. Um, um, Devin Singletary or Joe Mixon? Ooh, I, I, I mean, the the Mac the matchup is so great with Devin Singletary. Um, I would just take that one right there, just because yeah. the the matchup is great. They're favored by so much. I would just have to. Yeah, I, yeah. I would have to go Devin Singletary. It's just, but it's tough. So disappointing for owners this year. No, I I, I know. Um, if you sorry, just give me one second, and I'll pull up where he, where he's ranked right now. So Joe Mixon currently ranks as the RB thirty-two. <laughs> he okay. uh, highest he's finished as RB eight, but you know outside of that, 61, 49, 34, 26, 41. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean he's got the forty-nine. That uh, was against San Fran, but still he's got some a good matchup in here against Arizona. The Baltimore matchup should have been should have been you know halfway decent. Uh, and it doesn't get that much better for him going forward, so it's tough for Joe Mixon. Yeah, um, it's it's and it's tough for fantasy owners of Joe Mixon because you know what do you what do you what do you do? Right, you can't you can't trade him. No, because the value you're not going to get you know proper value. I think the only way you could trade him is if you you had you know a plethora of running backs. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I, yeah, I'm just trying to figure out that maybe. Uh, starting on other running backs ahead of him, like Jordan Howard or, you know, stuff like that. You, just, you know, don't, like, be stubborn with Joe Mixon at this point, I think. Yeah, it's, it's um, yeah, you you have to, you have to, you know, as fantasy owners, as we always say, you got to be adaptable. Um, you got to, you know, assess the situation uh, and do what's best for your fantasy team. So yeah. if you don't have any running backs, don't go trading away Joe Mixon, you know, because you need, you need running backs. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're if you have a plethora of wide receivers, and you know maybe you could package, you know Joe Mixon and, and one of your wide receivers to to upgrade at running back, then do something like that. Um, but yeah, it's 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 tough. It's tough with Joe Mixon. Um, and then I think yeah, I think that's I think that's it in this game. Um, I mean, obviously Gardner Minshew is is definitely in stream consideration here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we touched on the pass catchers. What about D.D. Westbrook? D.D. Uh, Westbrook, was... yo, yeah, he um, was questionable to play. He did appear on the practice report for uh, Friday, so that's a good sign. I think he I think he gives it a go. Uh, I like D.D. Westbrook, uh, you know, coming into the year, my sleeper wide receiver. He's been getting the volume at, as far as his target number, so uh, I like him in this game if he plays. Okay, so moving forward, we've got the three and three LA Rams traveling to Atlanta to take on the one and five Atlanta Falcons. This is a fifty-four and a half point over/under, and the Rams are two and a half point favorites. Greg, what do you got? 
I got the Rams in this game. They got to bounce back. They've been struggling of late. I have them against the spread as well. I think the Rams cover. And I'm going to take the over in this game. Uh, this is going to be a shootout. Uh, the Falcons is trash. Falcons defense, they can't stop anyone at all. I don't think they're actually a good team uh, you know, defensively. I don't think it, it can't. The offense can't mask it at all. Um, Jalen Ramsey's, though, you know, on the Rams. That's top versus that Julio Jones matchup. I'm excited to see that. I'm excited, you know, Todd Gurley's back. I'm excited that he's back and expected to play. Um, so I, I expect, a, you know, a bounce-back week for this Rams offense, specifically the receivers, um, all three of them. Yeah, Atlanta's, you know, he, they give it up to wide receivers. They're bottom three in the league against fantasy wide receivers. So I, I think this is a good spot for, you know, Robert Woods Cup and uh, to Brandon Cooks. Yeah, so I'm going to take the over. I'm taking the Rams. I'm taking the Rams to win. Um, well, taking the Rams against the spread, taking the Rams to win. Um, the this this LA Rams um, like offense has been bad. Um, they haven't been very productive. They haven't been efficient. Uh, Jared Goff is one of the is getting pressured at one of the highest rates in the league, um, and we've seen how that's affected this entire Rams offense. Um, this Falcons defense, though, like you said, is straight trash, man. They can't they can't stop anybody. They can't cover anybody. They can't stop the run. <laughs> like it's just it's just bad. Yeah. And it we see we've seen it all year. We've attacked them. We've we've attacked we've even attacked Atlanta pieces because we know they're going to be in a shootout because yep. of how bad they're how bad the the defense is. And so this is just this is just all everything Jared Goff and Sean McVay need right now is this Falcons defense. Um, and then, you know, as you said, Jalen Ramsey coming to L.A., coming to Atlanta to, to cover uh, Julio Jones. And as we talked about off the air, I'm excited about this one. I think Julio is going to be excited about this one because this might be the first time in a long time that he'll see single coverage. So if you're a Julio Jones owner, don't get don't don't get worried. Don't get upset. Don't get scared. You, you start Julio up because I promise you Julio is going to get some targets in this one. Um, and then. I guess these, like you said, these Rams pieces, I want to start them. Uh, Brandon Cooks, Cooper Cup, um, you know, Robert Woods, I want to start them. Uh, what about the this whole Todd Gurley? Todd, seems like Todd Gurley is going to play. Malcolm Brown is doubtful. Daryl Henderson's in as the backup. So what do you make of that situation, Greg? Yeah, I like Todd Gurley in this game. I think, you know, they're going to rely on the, the passing offense. So um, Daryl Henderson will be will be used, but uh, Todd Gurley, I think, will, will be the, the main running back in this game. Um yeah, I'm not. Uh, I think Malcolm Brown was a, a better, you know, number two as far as uh, uh, for Todd Gurley. But if Todd Gurley is going to be in there, I think they unleash him a little bit. Yeah, I think Todd Gurley, especially in a in a game with a high over under, a possibility to get some touchdowns. I think this is a, this is a good spot for him. Uh, obviously, the only question is is his health. Um, you know, will he be a hundred percent? You know, will he be limited in any way? Um, so, you know, if, if it really was just a thigh contusion, he should be okay after 10 days rest. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, more than 10 days more than 10 days now, it's been like 17 days. So, um, you know, I would, I would hope that he's, that he's okay now. So, um, all right, moving forward. So we've got the four and two Minnesota Vikings traveling to Detroit to take on the two, two and one. Detroit Lions. This is a 43.5 point over-under. The Minnesota Vikings are 1.5 point favorites. Greg, what do you got? I have the Vikings in this game. Uh, even though I do think this Lions team is better than people think. They got robbed by the refs 
uh, against oh, the Packers. Yeah, like it was crazy. But I, I think you know the Vikings squeak this one out. I'm gonna take him against the spread. I think it's a field goal game, um, and I have him uh, as with the under in this game. Um, I think the Vikings are gonna rely on this run game. Uh, go back to that. Uh, the Lions are you know good against receivers, uh, but Diggs and Thielen are you know in a pretty tough spot. Uh, but if I had to choose one of them, the Diggs dealing, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna lean towards dealing. This is a more of a dealing game. Um, I'm not as high on the line side. I'm not as high as on their offense. Uh, this Vikings defense is is for real, and at all three levels, I think you know they're pretty a complete team defensively. So uh, I don't really see anyone breaking out. Um, I don't really love anyone uh, for them. But yeah, I think it's a a low scoring game, a tough NFC North game um, for both teams. Yeah, I'm going to take the under here, too. I'm going to take the Vikings against the spread. I'm taking the Vikings to win. Um, like you said, this Lions team is better than people think. Um, but, you know, their past defense is, is what's been carrying them on the, on the defensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. They're from a, rush, from a rush defense perspective, they're not great. And that's what the Minnesota Vikings do well is they run the ball. Dalvin Cook's one of the hottest backs in the league. Alexander Madison also getting the work as well. So I expect this to be a heavy dose of those two. I don't expect this to be a Kirk Cousins game. I know he's throwing for back-to-back 300-yard games, but um, I don't expect that trend to continue in this one. Um, And then, like you said, yeah, I think this this is an Adam Thielen game. He plays primarily in the slot. Um, Stephon Diggs is probably going to see Darius Slay, uh, who's been who's been really good um, throughout his career. And then on the Detroit side, though, like you said, I don't want to really start any of these pieces. The only piece I really want to start, well, I you have to start Carry On Johnson. Um, yeah, you're, you're, yeah, you have to. Um, Just not high on him. Yeah, I'm not though. high on him. Um, but the I I'm not afraid. To, I'm not afraid to start Kenny G in this one. Um, I know okay. Kenny Galladay, um, I got to apologize personally to him because he was my wide receiver bust of the year. Um, but Kenny Galladay is is the number one receiver in this offense, and that's not even um, a question. Um, you know, he's got a 26% target share, which he wasn't when uh, – and that was my biggest argument against him was when in games with Marvin Jones, they had an even target share. Uh, Marvin Jones isn't even sniffing, isn't even sniffing that. Um, so, you know, Marv, uh, Kenny Galladay is continuing to see these targets, uh, is continuing to see them at a high rate. And the best part about it is these targets are deep down the field and they come early and often, as we saw. And um, they got this. The game started on Monday Night Football with a, with a 66-yard flea flicker to, to Kenny G. So, um, and this Minnesota defense, while it is a little bit scary, these corners have been a little bit beatable. You know, Xavier Rhodes has been beatable this year, um, and Kenny G uh, matches up. I think he wins that matchup between him and Kenny and and, uh, and Xavier Rhodes. Yeah, it's gonna be a good one. So I, I like to see those that top in like wide receiver versus cornerback matchups it's a good one yeah no for sure um and then i know i touched on it alexander madison um do you think that he's in flex consideration this week uh yeah i think the if they were, the vikings go back to more run heavy uh offense this week um as a game plan i think he alexander madison has some standalone volume if i had to choose though i would probably think think chase Edmonds has a little more standalone volume than him as a handcuff um but yeah, just my two cents about that. Well, so to to just to, to argue that point because I was looking at this yesterday, um, Alexander Madison in in Vikings wins, he has mm-hmm. um, 
at least seven rush attempts, and he has double digits in two of them. Okay. So That's a good stat. yeah. So um, I think just in terms of standalone value, I think that because when 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 David Johnson is not questionable, we don't see Chase Edmonds. Yeah. Right. But Alexander Madison has a clear role in this offense. As long as they're winning and the and the run game is being used heavily, Alexander Madison is going to be involved. In the in the games in which they've lost, you don't see Alexander Madison. So okay. Um. You know, it's just one thing to note there. And then plus, you know, if anything happens to Dalvin Cook, who we already know, you're a Dalvin Cook dynasty owner, so you know from experience, the man is injury prone. Um, yep. He he's he will go down. It's I mean, especially at this rate, he's he's seeing the highest the highest amount of touches that he's seen uh in his in, you know, to date in his career, like in a in a six game stretch. So, um you know, it's 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 just it, he's he's prone. He's it's gonna happen at some point. You know, as much as we don't want it to. Uh, so if you if you if you're the Dalvin Cook owner, make sure you own Alexander Madison. If you're not the Dalvin Cook owner, make sure you own Alexander Madison. It's as simple as that. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, all right, moving forward, we've got the Miami Dolphins 0 and 5 traveling to Buffalo to take on the 4 and 1 Buffalo Bills. This is a 41 point over under. Greg, did you know that the Bills are 16.5-point favorites in this one? Oh, man. That's yeah. crazy. 16, uh, that, means, that means it went down from 17. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it did start, it did start about 17. Now it's down to 16.5. Um, Greg, what do you got, man? Man, I got I got the Bills all the way in this game. I got them winning. I got them against the spread. And I got I have the under in this game. I just really can't see how this Dolphins offense is going to put up anything at all against this Bills defense, especially at home. Bills defense is for real, uh, and at home they've held the Patriots to about 13 points. They they do what they have to do with their corners and up front. I uh, expect a big game out of Josh Allen and John Brown, uh, and and the running game for Buffalo. All your guys, Frank Gore and Devin Singletary, I think they're both startable in this game. Uh, as far as the the Dolphins side, um, you know Kenyon Drake has been in trade rumors every day, uh, so I don't know how they're going to use him. But uh, Mark Walton, he had great usage last week, had a good game. I think uh, he's probably the only fantasy relevant player I got. I was looking at. Um. Yeah. I. I am taking the under. Mm-hmm. I'm actually going to take the Dolphins against the spread, and I'm going to take the Bills. I'm taking the Bills to win. Okay. Sixteen and a half points is a lot. It is. It it's is. Just, it's a lot. It's like, you know, are the Bills the Patriots? I don't. I don't that defense I don't is. Know, I think. Right? The defense, the defense is good, and I give you that. The defense is really good, um, you know. But they're not unstoppable. They're not completely, you know, unbeatable. Um, you know, I just, I don't know if six, I don't know if they can cover sixteen and a half. Um, you know, maybe fourteen, but sixteen and a half just seems yeah. like a lot. Yeah, it's tough. Um, but then also, so oh, the other thing here is remember Ryan Fitzpatrick revenge game. Um, oh, that's true. Oh man, I feel like every Bills game that he plays is a revenge game because he's been on yeah, so many right? teams. I mean, when you played for eight teams, <laughs> every game's a revenge game. Yeah. No. So, um, in terms of you know, like you said, Josh Allen, I think that's a, this is a big game for him. Um, you know, John John Brown as well, uh, and then you know the run game is gonna is going to have a good one in this one. This is a, you know, this Dolphins rush defense is, is the worst in the league or one mm-hmm. of the, you know, one of the worst in the league. Um, so I expect 
you know, Frank Gore to obviously have a big game in this one, but Devin Singletary, I know people have, you know, he he hasn't been around, hamstring injury, and then, um, you know, the bye week. But, you know, he's got double-digit fantasy points, you know, through the first two weeks. Um, and he, he, he will, at some point in this season, um, you know, be a productive player. Uh, piece in this in this buffalo backfield so i think this man um, is a league winner yo i think he's a league winner man mm-hmm. I, I i think he i think i think devin singletary is a potential league winner um so if you you have an opportunity to try and buy him do it now because after this this dolphins this dolphins game that price might go up um anything else you want to touch on on that game oh actually there's one other thing i want to touch on in this game I know people would need help at tight end. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't talk about him last time, but you know we spoke about him. You know before the the Bills went on by Dawson Knox, uh, Buffalo Bills tight end. Um, you know he's been involved each of the last uh, two of the last three games. He was involved. I know people people lost Will Disley. Yeah. Uh, so you, you know you know people are fighting on the waiver wire right now for Jason Witten. You know, rightfully so, (laughs) tight on 11, um, but it's just crazy to me. So Dawson Knox, he's there, he's available, um, and you know, I think I think you could start him. I think you could start him this week and and potentially going forward as well. Yeah, guys like him, Gerald Everett, uh, also you know Darren Fells. I think you know guys pop up if you're a Will Disley owner right now. Yeah, but that's the thing is all those guys got named when people lost Will Disley, but nobody talked about Dawson Knox. Yeah, so yeah. Um, just something to keep in mind. Um, all right, moving forward, we've got the three and two Oakland Raiders traveling to Green Bay to take on the five and one Green Bay Packers. This is a forty six and a half point over under. The Green Bay Packers are four and a half point favorites. Greg, what do you got? Oh man, I, th- I think I'm gonna do it. I think I'm going for the upset here. I got the Raiders on the road. Uh, I think you know, obviously I got the Raiders against the spread, and I- I'm gonna take the under in this game. I just think you know all these Packers receivers seem to be doubtful. Devontae Adams has already been ruled out. MVS is questionable. Geronimo Addison is doubtful for this game. Uh, you know, I think the one strength that the Packers have, their run game, they're going to rely on it again. But this Raiders team, is, is they're good against the run. They're allowing, you know, mm-hmm. 2.85 points uh, less than the RB mean, which is uh, eighth best in, in the league. Uh, I think that they, you know, they played well against the Bears, got that win in London. Uh, I, I think this Raiders team, you know, is better than people think. Um, and with all the receivers out, I think the Packers are going to struggle uh, getting the ball down the field. But I, I do like Adam Lazard. It's his time. I think he's definitely in flex consideration for this game. Yeah, I agree with your assessment on this game. I'm taking the under, taking the Raiders against the spread, um, taking them to win. Mm. Um, this Raiders team is better than people think. Um, you know, we, get, we they, they get a lot of flack because of the A-B situation. They got labeled as kind of like a, a joke of a situation. But uh, like you said, they went out to London, handled their business against the Bears. Uh, now they get Green Bay. I guess my only question is, will the NFL allow Green Bay to lose another game? Yeah, that's I have true. No, I You're have right. I no forgot. idea. <laughs> so, um, it just you know that's the. But like you said, the the Green Bay rush defense or the Green Bay rush offense against this Green uh, the Oakland Raiders rush defense, um, that's not as good as a matchup as people might think. So uh, Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, I would temper expectations there. Um, and then, to, but I'm excited for Josh Jacobs against this Packers. Oh yeah, rush oh yeah, defense. you're right, you're right. Yeah, that's what I'm excited about because, um, you know, Josh Jacobs. We saw what he did, obviously against um against Indianapolis because we anticipated that. 
We didn't anticipate what he would do against Chicago, but he did it. Um, and now he gets a cake of a matchup here against against the Green Bay Packers. Um, and you know we both picked them to we both picked the Raiders to cover the spread here and win this game. So Josh Jacobs is going to be a huge part of that. Yep. So um, yeah, that I like I like I like Josh Jacobs in this one. And then um, Alan Lazard, yeah, man. I mean, is this an Aaron Rodgers game then? I don't think it's an Aaron Rodgers game, but if he's going to throw it. Um... I think it's going to be – I think Adam Lazard gets a good target number. Um, the Raiders, they're bottom 10 against wide receivers in fantasy. Uh, yeah, you know, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to go super off, though. Okay. I mean, we did see vintage Aaron Rodgers for, like, four minutes last week. Yeah, I mean, as far as, like, you know, winning, game-winning drives and stuff, but as far as, like, a fantasy production standpoint – I don't think that he's gonna dime be to Lazard. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's <laughs> Vincent Rodgers right there. You know, but what if he gets if he does this one of those? You know, it's still like you know under twenty. Yeah, that makes a, that makes Alan Lazard's day, but not everybody else's, right? Yeah, yeah. I was looking at it. We were looking at the QBs in our league. Uh, it's like <laughs> he's right on par with like Andy Dalton as far as like QBs. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, no, it's it's really bad. Um, and you know. I, I feel bad saying it, but because it's it's Aaron Rodgers, you know. I know, I know. But he currently ranks as QB fourteen. Um, you know, he's got two top twelve finishes on the year. Obviously, his his week uh, week against four finish against yeah. the Philadelphia Eagles, where he finished as QB two. Yep. And then week six last week, he finished as QB twelve. Yep. Um, but outside of that, he's never finished higher than QB nineteen. So, um. Yeah, it's just it's 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 bad, and you know if you were able to sell after that Philly game, good for you. If you're able to sell now because his name is Aaron Rodgers, then go ahead and do it. <laughs> Word. Um, I I've just I that's why I prefer to, I prefer to to stream or just draft quarterbacks late, so I don't end up in situations like this. Yeah. Um. But all right, moving forward. I mean, unless there's anything else we want to cover on that game. No, I think we uh got it covered. Yeah. Got it covered. Oh, something we do have to cover though. Darren Waller popped up late. On the injury report on um, Friday, I believe it was. Oh, Darren Waller did get paid. We didn't talk about that. Oh, did he got paid too? Yeah, he got paid. Remember, we were t- we talked about it, but we didn't talk about it on the pod. He got paid um, $9 million per season. Okay. Signed a contract extension, a three-year contract extension with the Raiders. So, um Looks like he's going to be around for a while. Yep, yep. Committed. Follow Di- the money. Dynasty owners follow the money. Um, but yeah, he he popped up with a foot injury. Uh, he does not have a an injury designation going into Sunday's game. So um, looks like he's going to be okay. But he he did just be mindful. Um, he suffered this injury during practice, um, either Thursday or Friday. So this is something new, something to monitor going forward. So. Be mindful of that. Right. Um, and then what about, you know, Jimmy Graham? He's looks like he, he's banged up too. Are you are you looking to start him this weekend? Uh, yeah, he's been banged up tough. Uh, I know some bye weeks and will this is on a bye. Um, but, I, yeah, I don't I don't think I would start him in this game. Uh, I Actually, I think he might he may get like pop up because, you know, the all these receivers are out, especially if MBS is not playing. That's three receivers right there. Uh, he might be involved, actually. Yeah, that's uh, he might he he should probably definitely be involved, especially with Matt Lafleur saying coming out saying that you know they have confidence in him after because he did have some drop he dropped a touchdown in that game, 
um, had some, you know, some other miscues. So, they, you know, I think they're going to make an effort to make, to get him involved. Yeah. Uh, all right. Going forward, we've got the 5-0 San Francisco 49ers. Ooh. Jimmy it D. just feels good. We was on this train early. And uh, to yes, be sir. here now, Washington be 5-0, and it's great. With the 5-0 and San Francisco 49ers traveling to Washington, take on the 1-5 and Washington Redskins and a 40.5 over-under. The Niners are 9.5-point favorites. If you ask me, not enough. But, what do you, Greg, what do you got? Yeah, I got the 49ers. They're going to keep on rolling, stay undefeated. Got them covering the spread and also got them in the over. Um, I think this Redskins offense is going to struggle immensely in this game. Um, but, you know, I still expect that you can start Scary Terry, as always, as a, at least a flex option and giving you wide receiver high and wide receiver two numbers in this game. Um, I think, you know, he's going – it's probably his toughest matchup of the year outside of the pass matchup. But uh, as long as Case Keenum is a QB, he's going to be involved. He's going to get close, you know, the the 7 to 10 t- target number a game, which is what you want. But I don't see anyone else being fantasy viable in this offense. AP will get his carries, but I don't think he's going to do much with them. Um, but on the 49ers side – both yes, 49ers RBs, man, they got a they got a juicy matchup in this one. Start both of them up. That strong RB twos, both of them, Tevin Coleman and Matt Brietta. And also I'm really just looking at who is another pass catcher that can step up in this offense besides George Kittle. Yeah, so for me, I'm gonna take the over. I'm gonna take the 49ers to cover the spread. I'm taking the Niners to win. I said this the spread is not enough. Um, because, you know, there's some history in this game. Uh, you know, I like to study the sport, the NFL, mm-hmm. you know, all the coaches, where they've been, all that stuff. So Kyle Shanahan, head coach for the 49ers, he was in Washington as the offensive coordinator, working under his father, Mike Shanahan, as the head co- who was the head coach at the time. You know, this is when they drafted RG3, and, you know, we had the whole debacle. And Mike Shanahan unceremoniously fired longtime Denver Broncos coach who came out of retirement to coach his Washington Redskins team. Um, so Kyle Shanahan, very bitter about that. Um, there's also a little bit of more history. Uh, Kyle Shanahan was offensive coordinator for the Browns at the time. The Kirk Cousins deal, uh, whole ordeal was happening with the contract situation with Washington. Uh, the Bears were, the Browns were interested in trading for Kirk Cousins. Dan Snyder would would not do it because he didn't want to help Kyle Shanahan, as per his words. Um, and so there's some bad blood here, man. There's some there's some that, bad blood between this, between Kyle Shanahan and this Washington Redskins organization. <laughs> yeah, he was he was interviewed leading up to this week, uh, to this matchup. They asked Kyle Shanahan what was his favorite part about coaching in Washington, and he said being able to coach with my dad and a bunch of other great coaches. And they asked him what was the worst part. He said everything else. So <laughs> this <laughs> this man is going to if this man is going to bl- like blow the doors off of the no Washington mercy. Redskins. He's going no to embarrass. He's going to do everything he can to embarrass them. I promise you that. So if you have 49ers, start them. Jimmy G, George Kittle. Um, Matt Breida, uh, Tevin Coleman, start them all. Um, you were asking who's that receiver? Dante Pettis. Uh, the last last week he was second. He was the, he was second in targets only to George Kittle. Mm-hmm. Had um, had he was getting targets before the week before that. He also just missed out on two touchdowns last week as well. So um, Dante Pettis has been close. I know he was in the doghouse early in the season, but I think he's reclaimed his mantle, especially Debo Samuel out with the groin. Um, 
you know, Marquise Goodwin, he's he hasn't really uh, done much this season. So I think if you're in a pinch, especially some people are with the wide receiver situation between injuries and the bye weeks, um, I think you could start Dante Pettis, especially against this really bad Washington Redskins defense. Um, and, and you know, as I said, this game's going to be a, a blowout. So um, I don't really want to start anybody on the Washington side. On the Washington side. Scary Terry, um, you start him if you have to. I know we're starting him. Um, you know, in our flex, but, um, you know, I, I'm not excited to do it. If I have better options, I would go. Cause this San Fran defense, Richard Sherman and them, they've been legit. And, you know, as we've said, this Niners pass rush, uh, getting after those Washington Redskins offensive line, that could be bad for everybody involved. Yeah, I agree with you there. Uh, Scary Terry is the only person I'm looking at. Um, but I, he's he's you know he's done well in tough matches before, so I, I think he's he has uh, yeah be solid. He has, and you know we we were we were looking at it earlier in the week because we were going through it. You know this this San Fran defense has given has given up production to wide receivers. Um, the, the defense has just been good as a whole. Correct. Um, you know they they they've allowed people to finish in the top thirty of, of wide receivers. So it's not like um, it's completely um, shut out for for scary Terry. Um, it's just, you know, like I said, it's just the situation isn't great. And and you could have a situation where Scary Terry is performing well, but he just can't get the ball because Case Keenum is is uh, is under immense pressure. So that's just the that's just the issue there for me. Yeah. Um, but moving forward, uh, we have the. L.A. Chargers traveling to Tennessee. Two, both these teams are two and four. Uh, they take on the Tennessee Titans. This is a forty-point-five over/under. The, the Tennessee Titans are two and a half-point favorites. Greg, what do you got? Uh, this is gonna be a super close game as well. Um, I, but I got the Chargers. Um, I have the Chargers covering the spread as well, and I'm gonna take the under in this game. Um, Brian Tannehill starting in this game. New era. Matt Mariota got finally got benched. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to see how does this outlook change for the receivers. I don't think it really does much at all. Uh, Chargers are, <laughs> <laughs> are top 10 against receivers, you know, uh, in, in fantasy. Um, so they're, they're pretty good against the, the pass. Um, so I, I wouldn't look at A.J. Brown or Corey Davis, uh, at least in this game. Um, Melvin Gordon, I think he has a bounce-back performance, though. Uh, gives you RB2 performance. He complained all week about to the media about his touch number. I expect that to increase. He only got eight carries against the Steelers. Um, so, yeah, you want to see that number start to go up. He's back. You got to use one of the top running backs in, in, in football. Um, and I don't think this Keenan Allen bounce back game is going to come yet uh, in this game. The Titans, you know, are still a well-coached team. So I think the, that's why the game is going to be under. And I think it's still going to be fairly close. Um, it's been a rough last three weeks for Keen, uh, Keenum owners. Um, he's finished out the top 30 in each of those three weeks. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure if it's going to be there. But if someone's going to step up, I think Melvin Gordon does. Yeah, I am going to take the under. I'm going to take the Titans against the spread here. I'm taking the Titans to win. Um, yeah, it's it's tough. But like we said, this Titans this Titans team, well coached. They're making a switch at quarterback uh, from Mariota to Ryan Tannehill. Well, in terms of receivers, doesn't change much for them. Uh, but – I think that just, I think if anything, it reinforces Derrick Henry. Okay. Um, and and you know this Chargers defense has been bad against the run. They've been bad all year. They haven't been able to stop anybody on the ground. Um, and Derrick Henry 
Uh, I think this is a game where he runs all over this Chargers this Chargers defense. I think we might even see some a little Deion Lewis in this one. Um, but this this like you said on the Titans side or on the Chargers side, it's tough because this Titans pass defense is really good, mm-hmm. um, and they can get after Philip Rivers. They can make it tough for him. We've already saw what him missing Mike Pouncey on the offensive line at center has done. Um, you know this offensive line is is not playing well. Uh, so I expect Tennessee to kind of get after them. Keenan Allen has not been great. Um, you know, fantasy owners are probably probably worried there. Yeah. Um, I think the only the I know you said Melvin Gordon. You probably play him in this one, but I'm afraid to play Melvin Gordon in this one. I play. I'll play him. I'll play him. Um, you know, but if I have a better option, then I would. Yeah, I just saw um, he's, he's complaining to the media, so I saw, so I'm giving the back. No, I know he's squeaky wheel. The squeaky wheel gets grease, <laughs> yep, and yep. I and I believe that. But I just I like, you know, sometimes the car just can't. You know, you know, there's a roadblock. You can't go. Right. You, you know, you put as much oil and as much grease, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, can't go through a brick wall. So I think this Titans defense makes it tough for Melvin Gordon. Um, I think that they make it hard on him. You know, Austin Eckler, he. Um, I think this is a. I don't think this is a great matchup for him either. Because yeah, the the um, Hunter Henry coming back. This is a good matchup for Hunter Henry, by the way. But Hunter Henry coming back, I think hurts um, Austin Eckler um, because you know in order for Austin Eckler to have been productive with Melvin Gordon, his production was going to have to come from the pass game. Um, and the running backs in this offense were getting a significant amount of these targets, but Hunter Henry coming back that changed, um, and so they didn't get it. Like like Austin Eckler had four targets last week, um, you know, and he had fifteen or sixteen the week before, you know, with no Hunter Henry. So mm-hmm. I don't think that's a coincidence. I think those two definitely correlate. So um, you know, it's definitely something to watch going forward with Austin Eckler. He might he might be somewhere someone who's just a matchup dependent flex at this point. Yeah, uh, I I agree with that. Um, but I mean, anybody else in this game that we want to start, or we're, we're looking to start Delaney Walker? Do you have intrigue there? Um, not not really. Um, maybe Brian Tenna's first start. I really don't know who's who's gonna step up. Is why I, I think the Chargers are gonna win the game. Uh, I don't really like anyone on that side except Derek Henry. I think I agree with you on that. Yeah, I mean, I. I just from thinking about his time in 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 Miami as the quarterback, um, we saw player. I mean, obviously, Jarvis Landry was there, so he was, you know, a slot receiver, big physical receiver, working in the middle of the field. Mm-hmm. Um, Tannehill doesn't really work outside the numbers. He doesn't work down the field. Okay. So maybe Delaney Walker um, has some intrigue there. Maybe AJ Brown maybe has some intrigue. Um, because, you know, he's the type of receiver. He doesn't need to run, you know, down the field. He just needs the ball like now. Right. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not really excited for Titans pass catcher. Let's just yeah. put it that way. Yeah. All right, the game we're excited about. By the way, this Chargers-Titans game, this is the first of the 4 o'clock games, the 4.05 p.m. kickoff. So be mindful of that when you're making your lineups. Make sure you're playing three running backs, Melvin Gordon's in your flex, things like that. Um and then this 425 game kickoff, the, we have the Baltimore Ravens traveling to Seattle, the 4-2 and two Baltimore Ravens traveling to Seattle to take on the 5-1 and one Seattle Seahawks, Lamar Jackson versus Russell Ooh. Wilson. 
oof, the week the week one MVP candidate versus the midseason MVP candidate. Uh, this is a forty nine point over under. Seahawks are three point favorites. Greg, what do you got? Yeah, this is the best game on the docket easily. I got the Seahawks though in this game. Uh, I'm gonna take them against the spread as well, and I'm gonna take the over. Um, yeah, I expect big games from both quarterbacks, Lamar and Russell Wilson. Um, Marquise Brown, he didn't practice all week, but he's officially listed as questionable. So I don't know. Um, it's you know dicey there. I got to monitor that, but it's, it looked like he's trending not to play if he didn't practice all week. Um, but I, I think he was try to you know try to give it a go as far as a game time decision. Uh, I love Mark Andrews in this matchup though. Seahawks are bottom ten against tight ends, and especially Marquise Brown's not playing. Uh, Mark Andrews is stepping up as the um, the main pass catcher in this offense. Uh, for the Seahawks side, you know, no Will Disley. Um, who's going to end up eating his targets? He got about four or five targets a game. So I like DK Metcalf. Uh, I like, you know, Tyler Lockett. Um, even Luke Wilson a little bit. I think he might be a streamable option for you this week. And um, as far as their run game, Chris Carson, he's a beast. Coming off two straight RB1 performances, I think he does it again. Yeah, this game is going to be so enjoyable. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm going to take the over here. I'm going to take the... Ravens against the spread, close game here, but I'm going to take them against the spread. I'm going to take the Seahawks to win. Mm-hmm. Um, Russell Wilson at home, can't bet against him in this one. But um, in terms of the matchup, how I see it playing out, um, like you said, from a Seattle perspective, I really do like the Seattle pieces. Um, obviously, Russell Wilson, Tyler Lockett, um, DK Metcalf, who I, I, I said it, um, I think I might have said it to you off air. I don't know if I said it on air, but... Um, DK Metcalf, I think, is is going to be the biggest beneficiary of Will Disley being out. I know we we always look to a position, but um, I think DK Metcalf, if we look at the kind of targets he was getting, you know, down the field, uh, we look at the kind of player he is with his body type being being six four. Um, I think you know Will Disley was will be missed around the red zone, and I think that's where DK Metcalf is gonna is gonna make up some of that production. Um, so I think. Going forward, DK Metcalf might be somebody who might be a might be a buy candidate, um, but uh, Tyler Lockett start him up. Kurt, Chris Carson, you know he is he is the Marshawn Lynch to this to the Seattle offense. Yeah, man, um, he's the engine that makes it go. So um, he's going to continue to get that volume and that work. So I want to see that going forward. Um, and then on the Baltimore side, yeah, I mean it's interesting. Hollywood was listed as questionable. Um, you know, Ravens wide receiver Marquise Brown listed as questionable. But um, he might try to give it a go. But, you know, just him being out for, you know, he, he hasn't practiced for two weeks now. Right. Um, missed, the, missed the last game. And they've got the bye week coming up. So, um, you know, it could just be a situation where they try to be smart with him. Or maybe they, they limit him, see how he go, see how he is, and then, you know, give him treatment over the bye. I don't know. But it's definitely a situation to monitor. I, I know me, I have him multiple leagues. I'm not planning on him playing. I have contingency plans already in place. Um, and, you know, if he plays, I'll start him. If not, you know, then, like I said, I'll just roll with those plans. Miles um, Boykin, somebody you brought up that that was interesting. You, somebody that you want to potentially play in this in this high over-under? Yeah, I feel like he's, he's in a good spot here. Um, you know, uh, it's a good opportunity for him. I told you I like love Mark Andrews, but... Someone else, a pass catcher, is going to step up. It's got to be him. Uh, you know, talented rookie. They thought coming into the year, so uh, I think he, I think he gets used. I think he um, gets you at least five targets in this game, which is a uh, creates opportunity for a touchdown as in a high over under. Yeah, and especially with him, the type of receiver he is, um, you know, he can make your your play. He can make a play in one 
make your day in one play. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, 6'4", 205. Snap share is going up four. too. That's good. Yeah, his snap share has been going up, like you said. Um, you know, running more routes. So, um, you know, and we, we do see that, um, you know, Lamar Jackson, he does throw the ball down the field. Um, you know, he threw it at a really high rate to start the year. Um, that's that's kind of tailored off, um, you know, as we've come to this point of the season. But uh, if Hollywood's not there and Miles Boykin is able to to Miles um, Boykin is able to uh, take take some of those targets that Hollywood's not not there for, then I think that would be huge for um, for Miles Boykin's output. Yeah, I agree. All right, so moving forward, we've got the 5-1 and one New Orleans Saints traveling to Chicago to take on a 3-2 and two Chicago Bears. This is a 38.5 point over under. <laughs> yeah, weird. Nah. Bears are 3.5 point favorites. Greg, what do you got? Yep, can't, can't do it. Uh, Saints, I'm taking the Saints, man. Sean Payton, he's uh, a candidate for coach of the year, I think, uh, what he's been doing with this team, doing with this defense. Uh, I like him to win this game. I like him against the spread, obviously. And I'm going to take the over. I think it's so, such a low over on the number. Um, it's, it's baiting me to take the over, so I'm going to take it. Uh, really, no matter what QB starts for this Bears offense, um, I don't know. I'm not excited for these Bears playmakers. Uh, the Saints defense has been locked down of late. Uh, and um, on the Saints side, no Kamar, which is unfortunate. Um, I, they're going to be careful with him. Uh, we talked about it. The bye is coming up very soon. So uh, he's not expected to play. He's already listed as out. I expect uh, Latavius Murray to step into that role. I think he gets you, you know, a, a low end to mid uh, RB two performance. Um, I think a little more upside though because Akeem Akeem Hicks on IR. This defense, Bears defense, rush defense is very vulnerable without him. Uh, as Josh Jacobs, you know, played very well against him in London. So uh, I like Latavius Murray a little bit here, and um, I also like Jared Cook um, as well for the. Uh, for the Saints. I He's think, out. Oh, he is out. Uh, well, I don't like him anymore. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, um, yeah, really I'm looking at Kamar then. And uh, Michael Thomas has a tough matchup, but I don't think that deters him as much. Yeah, so um, I'm going to take – this is so weird. Like, this is like a a Saints-Bears game. If you ask me in September, like, would it be – uh, 38 and a half like i wouldn't even like nah you're that's that's the that's the bills titans game yeah word <laughs> like that's crazy um but i'm gonna take the i'm gonna take the under um you know both these defenses uh well this saints defense is really good this bears defense not as hot as it was last year um like you said akeem hicks he's he's on ir so um he's he's he could return some point this season but for right now he's out so that's a that's a ding to the rush, the rush defense. So I think Latavius Murray is is actually playable. Where in most most weeks you probably wouldn't think that he is um, against this Bears defense, of course. Um, and then um, you know these corners have been beatable. Kyle Fuller, he's been beatable. Um, you know he's coming off a down year, um, and and uh, Buster Screen, my our old friend from the New York Jets, you know, he's he's been covering in the slot for them and he's been bad too. So um you know this Bears defense is not as good as it was as it once was. Um and so like you said Alvin Kamara being out um I you know Jared Cook also being out, 
I think Michael Thomas has himself a day in this one. He's the only target available. And we saw, like, kind of like we, we kind of guessed it would happen when Drew Brees went out. We said this this offense was going to go through Kamara and Michael Thomas. Yep. Well, with Mike, with Alvin Kamara being out, I think this offense goes through Michael Thomas. Um, so, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm – if I'm playing DFS, I'm, I'm not afraid to start Michael Thomas in this one either. And, um, you know, Latavius Murray against this Bears defense, I think you could give that a go with no Hakeem Hicks. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, this ain't seems um, you know, pretty good. Yeah, no, it's really good. But what about this What about this Bears side? They got to they gotta do something on, on their end, right? Have they so, finalized who's uh, starting them all? Um, Mitchell Trubisky, I believe, no? Yeah, uh, yeah, I think he. I mean, he's. I, I think they're probably playing coy. I don't know if I don't know if I made my picks, but I'm taking the Saints against the spread. I'm taking the Saints to win. Yeah, um, just you know, I'm not. A, if anybody steps up, uh, it might probably be Allen Robinson, um, but or, or David Montgomery. I think he's got a tough. Names. He's got a tough matchup. Yeah, too. I just don't. Yeah, I don't really think. Uh, I'm excited about any of the Bears playmakers. As I was saying before, the Saints defense is, you know, it's been shut down. I got a name for you. Who we got? Anthony Miller? Uh-huh. <laughs> He's back. He's back <laughs> uh-huh. Okay, okay. Um, no, Anthony Miller, uh, he had seven targets last week. Um, I think he had he had four or six targets the week before that. Um, you know, Anthony Miller, he was injured to start the year, you know, got banged up with a shoulder injury, so that kind of limited him. And then he, he was also wearing this shoulder harness, which I don't I know you know you you've played some receiver Greg uh, you know our flag football leagues and mm-hmm. stuff um you know if you can't raise your shoulders over your head you know how how much harder is it to try to catch a football yeah you're trying to catch one-handed passes all the time <laughs> yeah so yeah especially for Mr. Trubisky right yeah. so um <laughs> um so Anthony Miller out of the shoulder harness he's back and like we like we know Anthony Miller does he works that slot and well, guess where the Saints are vulnerable, Greg? Oh, in the slot. In the slot. Okay. Okay. And guess what they just did? PJ Williams, he's been bad. He's you know, he's been bad all year. But he was starting for them. And they just suspended him for a game. So wow. um the backup's coming in. Yeah. And I'm I don't know if the backup's that much better. So um Anthony Miller, I know it's a it's a shot in the dark. Um, you know, that's probably something I would probably be more willing to do in a full point PPR league or something like that. Um, but if you're in a pinch, and a lot of people are, um, or you know, I, I like I, I picked up Anthony Miller in the League of Extraordinary People, picked him up as a bench stash, um, kind of see what happens through this weekend. But um, Anthony Miller, second year wide receiver, back on the radar. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, but David Montgomery, the Saints' rush defense is is pretty tough. Um, unless I have a better option. Um, I mean, if I don't have a better option, I'm going to sit him. Um, and then I know season long, people are probably, you know, David Montgomery, he was my breakout. Um, so I feel even worse about it. But um, I, season I think it's long, still coming. I really feel like it's still coming. Yeah, right? Like, it's, it's like so it's close. Still, yeah, it's so close. It's so close. Yeah. Um, the, the, the opportunities are there. The, the rush attempts are there. Um, it's just, you know, this. the other thing, though, is this, this Bears offensive line. Also missing some pieces. Uh, Kyle Long, he's he's out um, as mm-hmm. well. So it could that could be that could be some of it. But you know Matt Nagy coming out the bye week. I want to see what he cooked up. I want to see um, 
you know, if if he's if he's going to get David Montgomery more involved. But um, David Montgomery, good times ahead. Just hold tight. You know, buy low if you can. Um, you know, I said it. I said it to you the other day at work. I, I in one league in the same week sold David Montgomery and I bought him in another league. So it really depends on the team that you have and the needs that you have for those teams. Who, who, so, who you think uh, season outlook David Montgomery or Devin Singletary? I think it's going to be Devin Singletary. Okay. Okay. I think. Well, I think it's going to be Devin Singletary just because they're. Um, it's it's just because it's less there's less there's less uh there's less like people in that backfield in that mm-hmm. offense right like that offense is gonna go through Josh Allen and those and that Bills rush game yeah. run game and then like sprinkle in John Brown and Cole Beasley where there's Bears offense like on any given week it could be anybody yep you know and and you know. And, I'm, like if we get David Montgomery at 20, 20 to twenty five carries a game, I I'm gonna love that. Right. You know, but I think we'll see Devin Singletary get to like fifteen carries, and Devin Singletary, David Montgomery, both different kinds of players. Where Devin Singletary, he's a he's a good pass catcher. Uh, he's great in space, so he doesn't need a whole lot of touches to to get. Um, he doesn't need a whole lot of touches to to get um, to basically be productive. Yeah, that might be a good uh, straight up trade, honestly. If you uh, the David Montgomery, da- David Montgomery for yeah. Devin Singletary, yep, yeah, yep, I, yeah. I mean, it, but why would what incentive would the Devin Singletary owner have to do that? Um, because he was been, unless they were, I guess they were frustrated with yeah, Devin Singletary. He was injured. Yeah, they haven't. Hurt. You got to do before this game. <laughs> you do have to do it before yeah. this game. Okay. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's tough, you yeah. know, but. Like we say, this is the fantasy world is ever changing, mm-hmm. um, and this l- could literally change in like two weeks. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, all right, so I know you said the Ravens Seahawks was game of the week. This Eagles Cowboys though, Doug Peterson, he's already bringing that smoke. So no word. we might. Yeah, you heard what he said? Nah, I didn't know what he what he say. <laughs> oh, he said this on like early in the week on like Monday. Um, the, uh, he said that. You know, on a radio show, he was like, "Oh yeah, nah, we're gonna go to Dallas and we're gonna beat them, and 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 you know, we'll come out first place in the division." Ooh. Oh man, guaranteeing wins out here, guaranteed oh, a win. Oh man, guaranteed a win. Oh man, and Demarcus Demarcus Lawrence, the Cow- Dallas Cowboys defensive end, said he better keep his you know what on the sideline. Oh. So, <laughs> oh, you're the smoke. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> so, and it's in prime time, the Sunday night game, eight twenty. Yep. You got the Philadelphia Eagles three and three traveling to Dallas to take on the three and three Dallas Cowboys. This is a forty-eight and a half point over/under. Philadelphia Eagles are well two and a half point dogs. Sorry, so Cowboys two and a half point favorites in this one. Greg, what do you got? This is the game I've been going back and forth. I think this is the, the toughest game to call actually, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Cowboys. I'm gonna go with the the Cowboys against the spread. I think it's a field goal game, and I'm gonna take the over. The only reason I switched to the Cowboys is because of that practice report yesterday. Randall, uh, Randall Cobb expected to play, and Mark Cooper expected to play, and Tyron Smith expected to play. So uh, I had to switch to the Cowboys, um, make them for my pick. I expect the Dallas Cowboys, you know, to expose this Eagle secondary. Uh, Cooper's playing. I love him. I already love Michael Gallup. Both these guys are going to step up in this game. And um, on the Eagle side, I like their, rece- their running backs in this game. I think it's a, a good running game for them. Uh, Howard, he's beginning a lot of red zone touches. 
uh, top 10 amongst RBs in that category. So I think he uh, he's a good play this week. Yeah, so I'm actually going to take the over in this one. I'm going to take the Eagles against the spread. I'm taking the Eagles to win. Um, this is just a matter of Doug Peterson being better than Jason Garrett. Yeah. That's a fact. Yeah, that, that's a fact. <laughs> that is a fact. You're um, right. <laughs> um, this, this, Cowboys, this Cowboys team, they're coming off three straight losses. Uh, things are kind of tough for them right now. Yep. Uh, but this Philadelphia Eagles team, I think they're gonna get. I think they're gonna come out get right. Carson Wentz, he's a he's he's the best quarterback in this game, um, and he, I think he'll show that he'll show that on um, on Sunday. Um, so I expect him to be fantasy viable. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey to be fantasy viable. Uh, Zach Ertz also, but also Dallas Goddard. Um, he's played more than two thirds of the two thirds of the snaps in the last two weeks. Um, he had eight targets last week as well, or six targets last week, one of those two. Um, but he was he was involved. He continued to be involved. Um, and so I would, if you need help at tight end, you could start him. And especially the biggest thing about Dallas Goddard, uh, you touched on it in our very first episode, the Genesis. If anything happens to Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard, is a tight is a tight end one tight end handcuff um, man. <laughs> that's the tight end. That's the only tight end handcuff yep. there is in fantasy. <laughs> yep. Don't ever handcuff another tight end Word. ever. But <laughs> <laughs> Dallas Goddard, Zach Ertz, that is a tight end handcuff. Um, but I think he's fantasy viable in this game as well. Um, and then the the on the Dallas side, Tyron getting Tyron Smith that is huge for yeah. this Dallas offense. Uh, getting Amari Cooper. That is also huge in this for this Dallas offense. Um, so you know, I think, but Zeke's gonna have a tough one in this one. He he's is. playing going against he the is. top the top rush defense in football. Yep. Um, you know, I don't think that really matters. We saw him, you know, get twenty eight carries and one hundred and five yards against a Jets top five run defense. So uh, you know, as long as he gets that where Zeke gets it done is in, in the volume in terms of the carries. Um, so the thing is. Yeah, just it's it's gonna be tough because this Philadelphia, this the, the Cowboys attack this Philadelphia secondary with Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup on right. the outside. Right. So I feel like they I feel like um, they do, and I, I feel like it just gives them the slight slightest of advantage. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So if if that happens, then you know we're gonna need Zeke's production to come from from the red zone, those touchdowns. Right. So, um, but obviously you're gonna start him. Um, is there anybody else in this game you might be looking to start? Um, no, with the uh, Cobb and Cooper back, uh, I was thinking of Devin Smith earlier in the week, but yeah, with those guys back, um, it's he's off the radar. I think the those we covered this game pretty much. It's gonna be a good game. And what about Jason Witten? Jason Witten, yeah, he's you know a solid tight end, streamable tight end, um, and a startable tight end. I think um, as a low end tight end one, he give you a safe floor. Uh, he's gonna give you like this uh, consistent, you know, six to seven points a game. I think. Yeah, I mean, I liked him a lot. I liked him a little more if Randall Cobb wasn't playing, but yeah, um, yeah, no, he he's still fantasy viable for sure. Um, all right, so moving forward, whew, yeah, game Monday of the week night. in my opinion, in my heart. <laughs> but this is Mon- Monday night football, we've got the New York, the New England Patriots, six and zero New England Patriots traveling to MetLife, aka Jet Life, to take on the one and four New York Jets. Jets are 10-point dogs, so that makes the Patriots 10-point favorites and a 43.5-point over-under. Greg, what do you got? I have the Pats in this game. Unfortunately, again, stay undefeated. I have them against the spread, uh, and I'm, I'm going to take the over in this game. Uh, I, you know, on the Pats side, 
I really, really love Julian Edelman for this game. Uh, I think it's a big spot for him. Uh, you know, Josh Gordon trending out as far as injury report. Dorsett's been banged up. Yeah, he's listed as questionable, but I, I think he'll give it a go. Um, um, it's really the Sony versus Jane White argument. It's popped back up. I think, you know, who, who's going to step up is those two. Uh, on the Jets side, it's going to be a little tough for Sam. We talk about the schedule after this game, but this one's going to be a little tough. Um, this Patriots defense is the best in the league right now. Uh, the only person I'm looking at really is uh, Le'Veon in this game. Yeah, so I'm going to take the under in this game. Both these defenses really good. Um, obviously, the Patriots offense has been struggling a little bit. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm going to take the under in this one. I'm actually going to take the Jets against the spread. Um, Ten points. I, I The Pats are going to win this game. Uh, actually, looking at my doc, Did you it seems I, um, <laughs> I, I wrote the Jets in. But I'm taking, I'm taking the Pats. <laughs> Subconscious. <laughs> My my subconscious couldn't couldn't write the pat the Jets losing this game, but no, I'm taking the Pats to win this game. I do think the Jets cover this this ten point spread though. Um, this like I said, this Jets defense is is a really good unit. Um, I would actually make the recommendation that you go pick them up now because like we said, this schedule gets good for the Jets offense. Yeah, it's a good. But point. The schedule actually also gets much much easier for this Jets defense, which is already a, a top ten fantasy defense right now. Yep. yep. Um. So it will get much easier for them going forward, and they get Miami next week, and then the playoff schedule is really nice for them. So make sure you make that move. Um, already had their buy as well, um, but then on the on the like you said, this Patriots defense against this Jets offense, I'm not excited about it. I don't want to start Sam Darnold this week. Not going to do it. Lev Bell, he's the only Jet I have any interest in starting. If I had to start any of these Jets receivers, Robbie Anderson struggles. Us, like immensely against Stefan Gilmore um, all the time. Stefan Gilmore is just too physical for Robbie Anderson. Um, so this is not a Robbie Anderson week. Jamison Crowder, I think, is is if you had to start a Jets receiver, I think he's the one. Um, you know, we see how much he gets targeted by Sam Darnold already as it is. Um, and he's you know got the safer targets in the middle of the field, things like that. And then on the Patriots side, like you said, uh, Julian Edelman, I think this is a big game for him. Um, you know, he typically kills the Jets. He he beat the got he caught a touchdown last time against them. Um and um, you know, no Josh Gordon, no Philip Dorsett. We're gonna have Jamo, Jacoby Myers and Gunnar Olszewski running out there. Um so I think you know, um I think Tom Brady leans on, on Julian Edelman. But you touched on this this Sony Michelle, James White. What are you doing in there? In that situation, yeah, I think I'm I'm with you on assessment. You were saying, uh, you know, this might be more of a James White game. Uh, they'll have to. The Jets are pretty good against uh, your rushing running backs as far as like in between the tackles. So I think uh, this is more of a James White game. Yeah, that's that's my that's where I have um, that's where I'm leaning to because Sony Michelle he's he struggled in in matchups that were bad for him. You know, we saw against Buffalo he didn't do much. Um, I think I think it'll be a similar thing here. Um, you know, James White, you you can you can start him up though. We didn't he didn't play the last game against the Jets, so we don't have um, obviously we don't we don't know how they played they played him this year. But um, he's historically know, jet he's killer. Got, yeah, he's historically a jet killer. He's got nine nine targets in his last three games, um, so I would expect that to that trend to continue as well. So, yeah. um, anything else on this game or? Um, no, I think, you know, it's going to be a good spot. Hopefully, you know, Sam Darnold could throw a passing touchdown against the 
against the Patriots. The only quarterback to do that is Danny Dimes. So hopefully another New York quarterback could do that. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, I mean, well, you know, Josh Allen ran for a touchdown. Against oh, there we his, go. Against Yo, this, this is crazy. This, pa- this Pats offense or the Pats defense, Danny Dimes threw for one. So who knows? Maybe Sam does both. I don't know. Ooh. But like I said, I couldn't help myself. I'm going to be at this game, Monday Night Football. So um, hopefully hopefully Sam knows I'm in attendance and he makes something happen. Yeah, has to. Um, let's, get, let's get to the part everybody loves. Money time. As we do. We always do. We, we, we've been hitting... So let's 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 get it off right. Yes, sir. These QB starts of the week, Greg. What do you got? Oh man, QB start. Josh Allen just talked about him versus Miami. I love this matchup for him. He's at home against the worst team against quarterbacks. Absolutely worst. Number thirty-two, Miami Dolphins. Uh, I think in this game he highlights his rushing floor and his rushing uh, prowess in this game. He's a top two quarterback in carries, red zone carries, and rushing touchdowns. I think he gets you a rushing touchdown, maybe two in this game. Uh, he's easily, you know, going to be a top 12 QB this week. Josh Allen, start him up. Love it. Love it right there. Uh, my QB start of the week. So sometimes when you need, when you're down, you know, you're going through something, you call a friend. Well, guess what? You're a quarterback. You're down. You're going through something. You call the Atlanta Falcons. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly <laughs> what the NFL served up for Jared Goff in this one. He's guessed a, a matchup against these Atlanta Falcons. They've just been bad. And I get it. I know Jared Goff, he was terrible last week. You know, but sometimes you got to take a leap of faith. You might call this uh, skydiving without without your parachute, whatever you want to call it. But Jared Goff, I'm gonna start him up. I have faith that he's gonna that he's gonna come through in this matchup um, against this terrible, terrible, terrible Atlanta defense. And you guys can have faith to do that too. So Jared Goff, he's my QB start of the week. Book it, Greg. Your wide receiver start of the week. Ooh, wide receiver, I was saying I love love him. Julian Edelman versus the Jets, coming off his high target game, had 15 against the Giants. I think he's gonna go against you know another. Vulnerable secondary, not as bad as the Giants, but I think you know he's going to get close to that 15 target number again. No Josh Gordon again. Desert is questionable. I think Brady leans on this guy. He's a uh, top 10 in targets and receptions. Give me Julian Edelman all the way. Woo. Okay. All right. So my wide receiver start of the week. You know what? I couldn't even make up my mind, so I just said, "Give me all three of them." These Rams Ooh. receivers. That's right. <laughs> I went with Jared Goff to take these to take this Atlanta defense on. I'm going with the Rams receivers. Uh, Cooper Cup he had a down week last week. Obviously, we know that he's going to be that he's going to be Jared Goff's number one target. So you slide him in. Brandon Cooks he hasn't been getting those deep targets. Well, guess what? Atlanta's going to give it up to everybody. So Brandon Cooks going to get those deep targets. And then our man Robert Woods working at intermediate level of the field. Yep. He's going to continue to dog. Um, all three of them, I think, are fantasy worthy. I think you got a wide receiver two finish from all three, and Dad. two of them will finish as you, wide receiver one. You playing all three in a FanDuel lineup, yo? Ooh, yes, I would. Ooh, I like that. I like I that. I would. I would. All right. Um, but but then it would just it's like almost suboptimal in a FanDuel lineup though because I would almost rather like have. Julio on the other side true, could true. increase my upside. Okay, or Calvin okay. Ridley. So I wouldn't play all three in a FanDuel lineup. Um, but I would play them in multiple lineups if that makes sense. Yeah, Two yeah. of the three, I would. Okay. All right. Um, moving forward, running back start of the week. Greg, what do you got? Oh, I already man. know who it is. Yeah, the volume king, man. Leonard Fournette <laughs> against this uh-huh. trash Bengals rush defense. Uh, they're bottom two against running backs in fantasy, attacking them all year. They've let up again. I said it, a touchdown to opposing RBs and at least one in every game this season. Expect Fournette to get one today, maybe two. Uh, he's third in carries, third in red zone carries. Is amongst RBs. Yeah, Leonard Fournette's about to eat. 
Ooh, you know what? So I was going to make Leonard Fournette my running back start of the week, uh-huh. but then I was like, he's playing Cincinnati. Greg's definitely <laughs> going to make him his start of the week. So I'm going to have to pick a different start of the week. So you know what? I'm all about leaps of faith today. I'm going with my guy, Devin Singletary, against these Miami Dolphins. You know it. The matchup is great here. Yep. yep. I said he was a buy. You got to go buy him now. But you know what? You won't be able to do it after this matchup because my man's going to run wild against these porous Miami Dolphins. So let's get it done. Book it. Devin Singletary, running back, start of the week. I like that. I like that. Sleep of the week. You have to remind me one time. I I forgot. Sleep of the year. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. So moving forward. Tight end start of the week, Greg. What do you got? Yeah, just like you said, probably attack running backs with the Bengals, so I'm probably going to pick the running back. But I'm going to attack the <laughs> tight ends again. We've got the Cardinals, and we got my guy, Evan Ingram, going against him, against the Cards. There's really not much to say here. Evan Ingram, second in amongst tight ends in fantasy points per game against the worst team in fantasy points per game against tight ends. That's a, just a great, beautiful correlation right there. Start Evan Ingram up. Okay, yeah, no, Evan Ingram right there in his first game back. uh, He gets to play Atlanta. That's like just better than Jared Goff getting to play it. Or getting, wow, sorry. Uh, Evan Ingram getting to play Arizona. That's better than Jared Goff getting to play Atlanta. So, um, almost just as good. All right, so my tight end start of the week, someone who just came back from injury, but we saw him dog in his last game back. That's right. Hunter Henry talked about it. Uh, Phillip Rivers, he loves Hunter Henry. He's got eyes for him every time he's on the field, and he takes away significant targets from all these other uh, Chargers receivers. And the Titans, bottom five team against the tight end position, that's going to continue here where Hunter Henry just continue to get those those short to intermediate targets, but also getting those red zone looks. Uh, he's a top. He's he's a uh, already top eight tight end in the league in terms of red zone targets, and my man's only played like three games, so. Um, Hunter Henry, he's going to dog. Yeah, I like that a lot. Hunter Henry's a beast. Just traded for him, too. Seam is B. Let's go. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, you know, you know, if you picked up if you picked up our advice, we took you, we told you to get San Fran defense. Uh, unfortunately, for our league members in one of our leagues, they don't listen to our podcast, so they didn't get San Fran defense. So we were able to pick them up, swap them out for for Hunter Henry uh, as the Evan Ingram owner had, a, had an extra tight end he no longer had use for. So... And that's how you win fantasy, guys. Yes, sir. Um, all right, moving forward, the streams. Greg, what do you got? Oh, QB man. stream of the week. Yes, sir. I'm going back to my man, Danny Dimes. One time, he's going against mm-hmm. the cards. Got over his two toughest matchups without most of his playmakers, but he's got him back. Got Saquon back. Got Evan Ingram back. Golden Tate is still there as well to help him tremendously uh, in the middle of the field. We're going against the cards defense that's bottom five against QBs in fantasy. I think Danny Dimes gets you at least two passing touchdowns or gets you that one passing, two, and a rushing touchdown here. I think Danny Dimes is a, a great game. Ooh, I like that one a lot. I'm going to go my quarterback stream of the week, a guy I know you like a lot. We both like him, Gardner Minshew. Yeah. He's got Cincinnati. This is a nice little get-right spot for him. Him and DJ Shark, they're both going to make fantasy music together in your lineups. So if you got that stack, go ahead and start him up. Um, but Gardner Minshew, he's going to eat up this Jackson or this uh, Cincinnati defense. And then a, a bonus, a bonus uh, QB stream, Jimmy G. Jimmy we G. talked about it. Um, you know this game is going to blow out. Uh, I, I, it's just I feel it. It will blow out. Kyle Shanahan. I could feel his rage and his anger from here. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Jimmy G. Uh, two definitely two two passing touchdown day for Jimmy G. I like here. that. I like that. 
All right, so Greg, tight end stream of the week. What do you got, man? Tight end stream. I got Darren Fells versus the Colts. Uh, Colts are a bottom five team against tight end, so it's a good matchup for him. Uh, you know, Darren Fells coming off two top ten tight end performances the last couple weeks. Had seven targets last game. Uh, I think, you know, if you're the Will Disley owner, uh, if you didn't pick him up in waivers, you should have. I think this is a good spot for him. Uh, I think he continues his momentum going into this game. I like that one a lot, too. So my cube, my tight end stream of the week, we're going to go with um, Dawson Knox. We talked about him before um, against the Dolphins. Uh, the Dolphins, six or the Bills, 16.5-point favorites, um, you know, Dawson Knox has been involved these last couple weeks. Um, this uh, John Brown is is going to play, but he is a little banged up with this groin injury. So maybe maybe uh, Dawson Knox maybe gets some uh, a bump in his pass his pass work there too as well. So Dawson Knox, you could stream him this week. Greg, what do you got for uh, defensive stream of the week? Yeah, I was trying to pick someone outside the Bills and the Pats and the 49ers. Uh, you know, I think those three you know are locked in as easy choices to make. So I'm, I'm going to go with the Titans against the Chargers. Uh, this is a, a top five defense in fantasy. Uh, they're sneaky good. Uh, and, you know, I think they they always hold their own. They always won't get scored on tremendously. So I like the Titans. Ooh, okay, so my my defensive stream of the week, real sneaky here. But at this time of the year, uh, people holding defenses because, they, you know, they're in the midst of streaming. Um, so one that I know is readily available in majority of leagues Outside the box here, your New York Giants defense. Yeah, you're right. Um, uh-huh. They're they're at home, favored against this Arizona Cardinals defense. This or offense, this Arizona Cardinals offense, uh, they give up pressure at a higher rate. Uh, Kyler Murray is constantly getting pressured. He's getting sacked, and we saw this defense uh, get after um, Tom Brady on Thursday Night Football. Lorenzo Carter, um, you know, he's developing as a pass rusher. I expect that to continue. So I think the Giants are. Or stream worthy at defense this week. Yeah, for sure. They're cheap in DFS. And yeah, I have the Steelers defense in one league on a bye. I went and got the Giants defense. So I agree with you there. And um, yeah, so I think I think that's all we got. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. I'm confident about these guys. This, this is gonna be a good week. Yeah, no, this is gonna be a great week. Um, you know, obviously good luck to everybody this weekend. Yes, sir. Um, keep managing your teams, stay on it. Um, you know, if you're if you're two and four, guys, I will be open with you right now. I'm zero and five in a league. Greg is my witness. This is a league <laughs> we, it was started after week one. I am zero and five, but I'm not tripping. You know what? I, I made some trades. I'm trying to come back. I'm gonna go on a. I'm gonna go on a win streak. I'm gonna win starting this week. So I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make it back. Yeah, I think zero uh, and five. I think at this point you can still do something with your team. It's still and you know teams that are in leagues where, you know, the majority of the teams make the playoffs. As always, room to improvement. You you guys can do this, man. You know, keep faith. Yeah, guys, come on. Just keep faith. We got this. Um, Yahoo gave me a compliment. It said the, the best team lost this week. So I'm going to take that in stride, and I'm going to keep plugging away in my lineups. Um, but, you know, in all my, my other leagues, in playoff consideration, top of the leagues. There you go. So, we, 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 we're not – but I care about all my leagues equally, you know. I'm not – you know, I'm not going to – um, you know, you know, put one off to the side because it's 0 and 5. I gotta, I gotta build that one up. All right, so moving forward, uh, we've got it. That's it. We've got nothing. <laughs> this is this Follow is the us. show. This is it. Add us. This is uh, tweet us. Got Do us. Yeah. So good luck this weekend, guys. Uh, have fun. Uh, stay safe. 
uh, manage your teams and uh, just be great. And as always, we are out. Yeah.